Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Christmas Eve, Thursday, December 24th. And uh, I'm glad I'm dropping this nice and early in your feed. Why? Because I got to get busy. Mark, I am making lobster fra diablo tonight. What do you think of that? I know I'm trying to do a fish Christmas Eve. That's what happens when you are with an Italian girl. She demands fish on Christmas Eve. So I'm doing it. Tomorrow, it's going to be eggplant parmesan. Yeah, eggplant parm for Christmas Day. Are you okay with that, Mark? Oh, Mark's going for the turkey confit legs. I cannot wait to hear how that is. So we'll have to have have a little conversation. I want photos of everything, okay? All right, let's get to some questions. Um, Listen, we're basically going on break from, you know, now-ish through the, let's say the 4th of January. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to get a podcast in your feed. You're going to get podcasts in your feed. We're going to do a mishmash of different stuff. We put a whole bunch of stuff in the can. And we are always working. It's annoying. It's true. We should take more time off. We probably won't. So send us your email questions. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Okay, let's start with a subject from Divya who says burnt out doctor. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, Divya writes, Hi, Jill. I listen to both the podcast and the radio show, and I really appreciate the education and sensible financial advice. Oh, I'm an ICU physician, which means that this last year has been stressful in ways most people can sympathize with. And in some ways, people can't imagine unless they too are frontline healthcare workers. I went to medical school late. I didn't have my first job as an attending physician until I was 38. I'm now 45. I am exhausted. And while I do not want to retire, I am thinking of slowing down, maybe doing part-time work for a year or more. I'm nervous about it because although I am a high earner, I started saving late and I'm not sure entirely how much I should have put aside before I slow down. I currently have, uh uh-oh, 57 grand in medical school debt, $110,000 on the mortgage, house is worth 250, no other debt. I have 550 grand in my retirement accounts, uh, 60,000 in a Roth IRA, Oh, 900 grand in a brokerage account. That's good. I have about 40,000 in an emergency fund. I expect that I would make enough part-time to cover my expenses easily. I'm not sure how much I should plan on trying to save in retirement while I'm on this break. Is this a stupid idea? Any advice would be appreciated. Hmm. I don't think it's a stupid idea. And I understand. I mean, you really have gone through a ton. And I, I hear this from a lot of uh, healthcare workers. 
Is it a stupid idea? No. Should you have a larger emergency fund? Yes. That I'm almost certain of. What I would suggest is this. If you say that you can make enough part-time to cover everything and not just let that debt, I don't want the debt to increase. I want you to be able to make payments on your debt so that you can, not your mortgage, but your med school debt. I want you to be able to put a dent in that. So you've got to be able to manage that, not just make minimum payments. I'm not so sure you have to save, but if you're talking about this as a one-year thing, I would crank up your emergency fund a little bit more. I would do it for one year, but that's it. And you didn't tell me what your expenses were, but I'm going to guess that you got a ways to go. You didn't tell me more about your your real life. I think if for a one year, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Mark wants to ask a question. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good question, Mark. And I should have said that. Mark says, shouldn't you just pay off the student loan? Yeah, I guess. You've got a million bucks or 900 grand in your brokerage account. Maybe just pay off that sucker. Why not? Pay off the loan. Don't pay off your mortgage. Take your time in making this decision. Okay. David says, I've got a million dollars in the New York 457 deferred compensation plan. I'm 50 years old and I contribute $26,000 into a traditional plan. How much should I contribute to in a Roth? I was told I can contribute all 26,000 or a percentage. Uh, should I backdoor any of the million dollars into the Roth? I make 135 grand a year. I plan on retiring in the next five years. I'm married. Our household income is 150. We have no debt. We own our home. We've got a kid in college, one in high school. When I retire, my pension will be around $75,000 a year. I would just put the whole 26 grand into a Roth household income at 150, but he's got so a million bucks is already in a deferred comp in a traditional. And he's going to be at least, I mean, again, the pension is 75 grand. Then he's going to get social security. He's going to be in a decent tax bracket. So I think for the next five years, do the whole Megilla into the Roth. All right. Next, this is from Lincoln who says, thank you for your show. I started listening at the market's worst back in March and you help calm me down on a daily basis. You gave me the confidence to listen to the rational brain and not do anything as opposed to panicking and starting to sell. I really appreciated your reframing social distancing to physical distancing. I believe as a country, we would be doing better if that was the messaging from the start. Oh, well, thank you. My wife and I live in the Seattle area and with our quarantine puppy, I just want to, oh my God, look at that puppy. Look at those ears, Mark, right? a Frenchie, I think. Okay. The quarantine puppy is Frank. (laughs) Okay. They're a year and a half into a 15 year mortgage. The mortgage is 275 grand at 3.75%. We're debating taking advantage of lower interest rates. I always thought it would be nice to be mortgage free, but listening to your show has made me think that it might be wiser to move to a 30 year, invest half the difference, uh, the other half to home improvements. While our retirement accounts are solid and our current mortgage is well within our budget, Does this make sense? With rates so low, there doesn't appear to be too much of incentive to go for 15 years. I'd be interested in your opinion, but mostly I just wanted to thank you for your show and share a picture of Frank. You know, I, you know me, I love my, I love a 30 year. I really do. But I mean, you did just actually do this mortgage. So it's hard for me to feel like, oh, a year and a half, you have to go into a 30 year. But are you saying that maybe you really want some money out of this? because of the home improvement, you want to free up cash flow, then I do think it's okay. But 
just, you know, look, consider the costs and, and make sure you're going to stay in the house long enough to recoup those costs. Okay. All right. This is from John who wanted to follow up on his uh, layoff in May. He said, after being unemployed for seven months and over 40 job interviews at age 64, I got a full-time job as a buyer for a medical device company. Isn't that awesome? My financial future and retirement at 66 years and four months is on track during this time. I learned a lot about myself and what really matters. I had a structured layoff, meaning every day I had a purpose of volunteering, helping elderly family members, praying, doing household errands and job searches. I was more patient and I had empathy for others. I just let things happen as they came. I was reflective on that. My worth is determined by my character, not by my job. I was happy at what I had, not what I didn't have. Thank you for your advice and for the Jill on Money show. Wow. Isn't that nice, Mark? I mean, I know it's so, it's such a struggle, but wow, you stick to it and you get there. That's, that's some serious introspection there. Thank you for that note. Subject, after drinking from the hose, what should I do next? Love that subject. Hi, Jill. I love your show. I learn a lot. I'm 54 and single. I make around $100,000 a year. I was that person who never took the 401k money from my company until I was 35. Yikes. But since I was about 45, I maxed out the 401k. I got my finances in shape by getting out of debt. I just refied for four and a quarter percent. My house is in good shape. I'll never pay it off. Um, it's 860 bucks a month and manageable. Because I was late to the game on retirement saving, I have been drinking from the hose on the stock market. 80% stocks and it's paid off. I now have 330000 in a 401k, 10 grand in a Vanguard index fund, 3500 in a Roth IRA in the same fund. I've got 20 grand in a money market, which is six months of my saving. I'm wondering, what do I do next? I assume it's maxing out my Roth. Yep. You got it. It is maxing out your Roth. Do I take the other Vanguard Admiral Fund and move it over? Take from my savings? I hope to automate it next year. At what point do I stop drinking from the stock hose? It was great to get this far, and I would love to get even farther, but I know my risk tolerance has to go down as I get older. Thank you. Okay. Um, so Jill has written this. Jill, here's the thing. You're 54. 80% stocks is a big number. It is. It's kind of scary for me. But that said, it doesn't mean that you can't stick with it. It just means that it's going to be very worrisome to you the next time the stock market goes down. So I would even encourage you to maybe just go 70-30. Yes, I think maxing the Roth is the, is the right thing. What I probably would do is that you have ten grand in a Vanguard index fund. Just use that. Pay the capital gains and put it into the Roth. That's what I would do. And then start automatically contributing. Just careful on the risk because it does get scarier. It really does. It gets scarier as you get older when you have every market downturn. Okay, here is a message from Sam who says, Hi, Jill and Mark. Season's greetings from Melbourne, Australia. I've been an avid listener since June of this year when you were the guest on the HTM podcast. I download and listen to every episode on my daily commute. Thank you and Mark for everything you do. Although we have different rules, regulations, and opportunities in Australia, and we might also use different tools to manage our personal finances, the principles of personal finance, which you promote, very much resonate with me. I'll get our estate planning sorted, I promise. In particular, your closing remarks on every episode 
to be honest, should resonate with everybody, no matter which country you're in. I wish you and your loved ones a wonderful festive season. I hope you stay safe and healthy, Sam. Way to go, Sam. Mark, you've been to Melbourne? Mark says he's been to uh, Melbourne, as have I. I have relatives in Sydney, as a matter of fact, and he's very much looking forward to the Australian Open. Thank you so much for your note. And finally, this is from Elsie, who says, greetings, Jill and company. I am a regular follower of your podcast and online resources, and I have been for a while. I enjoy all of your interviews, but I must honestly say this guy, he's talking about Scott Galloway. This guy, Scott Galloway, is exceptional. I can see easily why he has been so successful in his career and his skills are in demand. I was completely captivated with his insights and clear way of explaining them. Thanks for having him on and turning me on to him. Can't wait to read all of his books. Happy holidays to you and yours. Best wishes for the new year, LC. What a nice way to end. Well, that's great. All right. It's uh, almost Christmas. I'm going to hit the kitchen. I hope you guys hit the kitchen also. Drink a lot. Eat a lot. Have fun. Don't think about getting on your Peloton. Oh, there's a little Peloton tease coming up. Are we going to have a great interview? I can't wait. All right. It's a crazy time. It is a time where you might be with people that you haven't seen in a while. Keep your distance. Remember, wash your hands. Please keep those masks on. Maintain that physical distancing. And come on, now it's Christmas. Do something nice for somebody else. It will be so helpful to you, I promise. Okay, we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.